0: Welcome to the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd Pelham, Alabama podcast. Please be seated. This morning when Holland and I were talking in the car after picking her up from school this afternoon, I told Holland we'd be coming to church today, we'd have a service, and she asked me why. And I told her it was for the ascension, and naturally she said, what is that? What does that mean? And I use it as an opportunity to talk about the creed, teaching her the Apostles' Creed, that we confessed that he ascended into heaven. And so he returns to heaven. The Son of God returns to where he came from, but this time glorified even more so than ever. The angels always praising the Holy and Blessed Trinity, but now recognizing what Christ has done for us, for his creation, for mankind. Christ returning this time With his humanity. With his humanity. And Holland asked this question that stuck with me of why don't we get to see Jesus? We want to see Jesus. And that's a question we should all have. We should all want to see Jesus. And for some, the ascension is quite scandalous. Why is it that Jesus goes into the clouds and disappears? Some people don't want to confess that. They think it's quite silly. How can you believe that? in such a modern age. Why? Because our King, our Lord, our Anointed One, the Christ, He goes to His throne. He returns to the heavenly kingdom where He is King and He has now defeated His enemies through His life, through His death, through His resurrection. He has gone down to the depths into hell itself. And He now ascends and brings a host of captives with Him. He goes to prepare a room for us so that we too may be united with Him. United with the Father and united by and through the Holy Spirit. That promise that we heard today in the lessons. And in doing so, by ascending into heaven, by returning to be there, to be glorified by God the Father, sitting at His right hand, the place of power and authority, the place of judgment, our King promises that we shall join Him. In the psalm today, in Psalm 110, what did we hear? We hear that our Lord is anointed, that our Lord is enthroned, that our Lord sits at the right hand, as David records in Psalm 110, verse 1, one of the most quoted passages from the Old Testament in the New, The Lord said unto my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the scepter of your power out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. And if you notice in verse 2, the Lord shall send a scepter, that image of rule, that image of power out of Zion. If you don't know what Zion is, he's talking about Israel. He's talking about Jerusalem. He's talking about the Holy Land. That that power will go out from Jerusalem unto all the ends of the earth, as we heard here in Luke. As we also hear, if you recall, in the Great Commission, to go to all nations, but first go to the lost sheep of Israel. And so the Lord is giving us a promise, a promise that His kingdom, a kingdom which will have no end as we confess in the creed, will go out from Jerusalem unto all the nations. That His church, as St. Paul taught us in Ephesians, His body, the fullness of His body, shall fill all. It will fill everything so that Christ will be all in all. Now, many people still say, I don't understand it. I don't get why the ascension is so crucial to our salvation. But we heard recorded in the gospel that Christ, He stood apart. He separated Himself from His disciples. And then He blessed them. A priestly act. He blessed them. And then He was taken up and carried away into heaven. Just like Elijah. But as we learned so many weeks ago when we heard the reading from the Transfiguration, someone greater than Elijah is here. Elijah and Moses stood before the Lord, and they both disappeared, and only Christ remained. Christ ascends into heaven, and unlike Elijah, who was taken by God, by a chariot that came from heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ takes himself into heaven, returns to heaven by his own authority, by his own power, under his own priestly and kingly authority. And so as our great high priest, as we hear in the epistle to the Hebrews, he enters into the true heavenly temple. Because there was an earthly temple at this time. One that was a pattern, that was an image of the true temple in heaven. And Christ enters into the true heavenly temple. He enters in as fully God and as fully man. Man could not enter before the presence of God before then. Man cannot enter into this realm and domain of heaven. When Isaiah has a vision of it, he knows exactly that he's before a holy God and cries out to God, Whoa, I am a sinful man. But in that vision for Isaiah, alone comes an angel with a hot coal that he puts to his lips, signifying the cleansing of God that God would provide through Jesus Christ. And now Jesus Christ, fully God, fully man, enters into the true holy of holies with himself, his body, as a human, as its own sacrifice, his blood shed out for the sins of many. And when he enters into that temple offering his own body before God the Father, his once-for-all sacrifice now allows not only him to walk in through his humanity before God the Father, but also allows him to serve as a priest forever in the line of Mechizeldeck, who is referenced in the psalm. Mechizeldeck, who has no beginning and no end, as a letter to the Hebrews records. It should call to mind how we have a great high priest who's not unlike ourselves. A great high priest who has been tempted, but has not sinned who has faced sin and taken ours unto him, the sinless one sacrificed for the sinful ones. And Christ's priesthood is far superior than that of the Aaronic priesthood, the priesthood under the law of Moses, which required regular sacrifices for the sins of the people. Jesus' sacrifice is once and for all. But Jesus not only enters as the great high priest, the priest of peace, of Salem, of Shalom for us, but he also is glorified by God the Father and exalted by being set at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, as we also confess in the creeds and we heard in the psalm lesson. Now remember, Jesus, the Son of God, has eternally been with the Father since before creation, but now he returns heavenward. Once again, it's fully man and fully God. This is important to our salvation because Jesus does not shed his humanity when he ascends. No, he brings it glorified into heaven. God and man have been united through him in the incarnation. And now God and man, united in him in the incarnation, comes into heaven through his ascension and fulfills the promise that he made to his disciples that I go to make a home for you. And it is good that I leave you. For I will send the Helper to you. That great anticipation that we have ten days from now for Pentecost, the descent of the Holy Spirit, not just upon the apostles, not just upon those who were there who witnessed and who believed, but even we ourselves, that same powerful Spirit. And our salvation, our salvation will truly be made complete when Jesus returns to judge the world to judge the living and the dead as we profess in the Apostles' Creed. To make heaven rain down upon earth. Both literally as it rains down like raindrops coming to meet the earth, making the two into one. And reigning as in ruling, for our Lord rules. This ascension is Christ's enthronement. Our King sits at the right hand of God the Father. Our King, He rules. And one day, our King will no longer sit at the right hand, but will stand and will return. And just as the angels profess to the disciples who are looking up, why do you look up? He will return just as you saw Him depart. And when He returns, no longer sitting at the right hand, but standing, it will be standing to judgment, to life everlasting to condemnation. And so I have this question for us today. When the word who spoke this universe into being, when the word who is made flesh shall unite all things to himself, when he shall return, will he come and say, well done, good and faithful servant, as we inherit the kingdom? Or will he come bringing judgment? Now in Ephesians, what do we hear from St. Paul? What is the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe? Who believe and have faith. According to the working of his great might that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. So we hear here. A little sample of what Paul will write in the letter to the Hebrews. The name above all names. That Christ Jesus is given rule and authority in both heaven and earth. So that no earthly ruler outranks our Lord. For he is Lord of lords. That not even the cosmic powers and rebellion, Satan and his army of demons, can do anything to touch. The power and the might of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? Do you believe that, Christian? That the sins you face, the problems in this world, and the struggles that we have are all overcome by Christ when we have faith in Him and we follow His ways. Now, His ways are not like our ways. And the results we want may not be the results that we receive. For it is Thy will be done. And not our own. But there's a promise here that St. Paul makes. And he put all things under his feet. That's Jesus' feet. And gave him as head over all things to the church. Which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Not only are we the body of Christ, which we hear so much. But we are the fullness of Christ Jesus who fills all in all. And on Pentecost Sunday, we hear how each one of us are filled by His Spirit. For us creatures, that should give us pause. For God rules upon high. Christ our Lord is sovereign, and all things are working together through Him for our salvation. So the short hours and the long days of our lives, they do have meaning, and they do have purpose. To give glory, to give worship, to give honor to our great King. Our king who is returning. The trumpets of his heavenly army are being polished and are awaiting his command. Are you ready, Christian? Are you ready? Do you wake up knowing that today, today honestly may be the day of our Lord's return? Or are you living as though your king is not mindful of how you spend your time and how you spend your life? If not, then let today be a wake-up call for each one of us, a wake-up call to heed the clear word of God, the word of God in Acts. And while they were gazing into heaven as he went, behold, two men stood before him in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way you saw him go into heaven. The Lord shall return. Are you preparing your heart for him? Are you purifying your mind? Have you begun cleansing your soul from the sins that He purged you from by nailing it to that cross? Pentecost is near. The time when we celebrate that gift of, quote, being clothed from power from on high. Let us nourish this divine gift of God indwelling in us. And as St. Paul says, let us do so by cleansing out the old leaven so that we, may be a new lump, as you are really unleavened. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and of evil, but with unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Let us walk forth and boldly proclaim in sincerity and in truth that Christ is risen, that Christ has ascended, and that Christ will come again. Amen. Thank you again for joining us on the Anglican Church of the Good Shepherd Pelham, Alabama podcast. We hope that you'd visit us in person. We have Sunday worship uh, every Sunday at 1030 in the morning. And you can visit us on our website at www.goodshepherdacna.com or visit us on Facebook at Good Shepherd ACNA. Also, if you enjoy the podcast, please like, subscribe, and rate the podcast. It not only makes us feel better, but more importantly, it helps those who are searching for Anglican podcasts find podcasts like this one and other ones that are out there on the web. Thank you, God bless, and have a good one. The Lord be with you, and with my spirit, lift up your heart. We lift him up unto the Lord. Let us give thanks unto our Lord God. It is me and right so to do.